0: You're listening to Friendlier, the podcast
1: for friends
0: who love to talk, read, and eat.
1: I'm Abby. And I'm Sarah. Today, we're going to talk about food works that we have and ones of our family members. But first, let's catch up on life lately. What's new with you, Abby?
0: I'm feeling very proud because I stained and then assembled an IKEA cabinet. Nice that I added special feet onto, I had been looking for some kind of storage solution for our covered back porch Mm -hmm. because there was just junk out there all the time. It was looking super cluttered. There's my nemesis sidewalk chalk and bubbles (laughs) and balls of all shapes and sizes, rock box toys and water table stuff and bug spray, you know, just all of the outdoor detritus that can collect somewhere. Mm -hmm. And then the kids like to ride their bikes up there because it has a cement floor, which is actually really great. They can do kind of a nice figure eight type loop, but then there would be stuff everywhere. And so then we would have to pick it up every time, but there was not really a place for the stuff to go. I looked for outdoor storage solutions and didn't really find anything that I was excited about. Mm -hmm. And then went through a bunch of paint and stuff that our builders left in our garage and realized that we had some stain that matches the wooden trim mm-hmm. that we have outside already and I was like okay why don't I find something unfinished and finish it so I bought an IKEA Ivar cabinet and I stained it with this deck stain basically which should help it be waterproof it's still covered in quite recess so I don't think that it will get wet but in terms of humidity and stuff mm-hmm. I think that that should help protect it well enough to last however long we need it to last. And then I got some metal feet that I just bought on Amazon to raise it up a little because or else it was going to be really flat on the ground. Mm -hmm. And I am thrilled with how it came out. I'm like, let me do all the projects. I'm so
1: here for it. It's amazing. (laughs) I love it. You'll need to show a picture of the stuff stored inside it too, because we Mm -hmm. also have never found a great outdoor solution. Our current solution is a cardboard box that we throw things into Mm -hmm. (laughs) in the carport. Mm -hmm which works as well as you would imagine. But I also have trouble imagining keeping a cabinet organized. So that has been a hang up on my end. You'll need to show me the way.
0: I think that's a great point. Who knows how it will go? It is day two of having the cabinet done and the stuff in there. Mm -hmm. And so it's all sort of in a spot right now. I am sure it will deteriorate in terms of
1: organization, but I
0: kind of don't care. Because it was just in a pile before, so anything is better than that.
1: Now it can be in a pile inside a lovely stained cabinet. Yes. (laughs) Love it.
0: What's new with you, Sarah?
1: I would like to talk about how bad I have been at self-care lately. (laughs) This is usually an area that goes pretty well for me. Mm -hmm. But when online school started last month, everything got horrible. (laughs) Not the online school itself, although that has been horrible in some ways. And not so horrible in other ways. But I couldn't find time to exercise or go on walks. I was reading less. I've been obsessively reading Facebook comments about schools opening and the various metrics in our community, which is enticing. But I'm not sure it's great for my mental well-being in any way or leads to any kind of informed decision making. I will say,
0: side note, Sarah initially left Facebook Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. this
1: was an issue
0: (laughs) Yes. She I still did. does not
1: have an account.
0: You're just logging on to read it.
1: Yes, it's a public group. It's not great. <laughs> <laughs> I've also been eating a lot of my feelings, mm. which is fine, but long term doesn't feel great in combination with the other things. And also, that stops working eventually. Mm-hmm.
0: Early in the pandemic, I realized the limits of tasty food yes. in soothing. And meeting the needs that I had.
1: Yes. So here we are trying to restart some habits that I know will help me and just try again. Mm. Anyone else out there that has been struggling with the start of the school year, I am with you. Anyone who has not been struggling, I salute you and (laughs) tell me your secrets. (laughs) Good luck, pal. Thank you. Let's move into what we've been reading what is your latest
0: book i recently finished dear martin by nick stone this is a YA novel about a young black man justice his life at a mostly white private school how it contrasts with his upbringing in a majority black neighborhood and how he copes with police violence against people he loves all the important topical things Mm -hmm. this was a great book great characters it's partially written in letters to martin luther king jr Mm. so there's a really strong character voice That you don't get from an omniscient narrator that I really loved and appreciated. Mm -hmm. I would highly recommend this book. It's an important story. It is very intense and heartbreaking, but I think that's not a reason not to read it because real life is very intense and heartbreaking, especially for young Black people in our
1: country. Absolutely.
0: What have you been reading,
1: Sarah? I picked up Big Summer by Jennifer Weiner. It is about Daphne Berg, who is a fat activist and body positive Instagram influencer. Awesome. And early on, she reconnects with a high school friend, Drew, who is incredibly wealthy and about to marry a reality TV star in The Wedding of the Summer. <laughs> Loved the stuff about body positivity, including dropping names of real life folks like Jessamine Stanley. Ooh, love her. It was a nice touch. There was a lot of great food for thought around relationships and friendships and can people change, along with the role of social media in our lives. Mm -hmm. I picked it up thinking it was going to be a light, chick lit book based on nothing but the cover and seeing a lot of people reading it, Mm -hmm. and was very surprised reading at night when a third of the way in, it took a very dark twist. I don't want to give too much away, but... Be prepared for it to turn toward a thriller. Okay. If that is not your jam, maybe don't pick up the book. (laughs) (laughs) It was divided into three parts and loved the first part, getting to know the characters and the relationships, loved the second part with the twist, but was left a little bit unsatisfied by how it wrapped up. Mm. Often I think books start slow and then pick up the pace toward the end. And for me, this one started out really strong, but fizzled. Even with that, I would still recommend it. It is a great fast read that you'll fly through in a weekend, but still provides a lot to think about. Nice. Let's move into our topic for today, which is food quirks. The little things we love to eat that are either out of the ordinary or just a smidge strange. (laughs) Let's start with our family of origin food quirks. What did you eat growing up that you would say falls into this category?
0: My first one is ramen noodles prepared as noodles, so drained. Mm. And in my childhood, we added margarine and the flavor powder mm-hmm. instead of making it soup with liquid. Now, when I make it, which I still do, I add butter
1: Yes, instead of margarine.
0: <laughs> Intriguing. You
1: are the only person I know that makes it that way. Yeah.
0: And I thought it was totally normal. I had no idea that people actually ate it as soup as a kid. <laughs> I saw my dad do that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: But I thought he was the only one.
1: (laughs) My first one is peanut butter and mayonnaise mixed together into a sauce and then dipping sliced bananas into said sauce. (laughs) I still eat this. Had it today for lunch. Find it incredibly (laughs) delicious. But Neil finds it to be very strange. I think because he doesn't like mayonnaise. So Hmm. adding mayonnaise to peanut butter is just why would you not just eat the peanut butter straight. But Mm -hmm. I think this is a thing. I bet lots of people eat this. You've heard of this, yes?
0: My next one is a peanut butter, Miracle Whip, and lettuce sandwich, which we ate all the time Mm. as a kid. It's in that vein. And I think we had Miracle Whip instead of mayonnaise just because that's what we had in our house. Mm -hmm. It could have just as easily been mayonnaise. So I think this peanut butter and mayo combo, while sounding disgusting, is actually (laughs) not that out of the realm right of ordinary.
1: I stand by it.
0: I don't know if the lettuce takes it to the next level in terms
1: of making it weirder. I kind of think it does. I think it adds that nice crunch. When I'm imagining that sandwich, it's not something that I would dream up and go grab the ingredients for and fix. Uh-huh. But if I was on a hike and someone offered me that, I would think, yes, that sounds refreshing and delicious. And I yeah, would eat it. Totally. <laughs> totally. I'll lump these two together, which are beverages I had as a kid. I really (laughs) just wanted all of the sugar. I would get a glass of cold milk and then just mix in table sugar and drink it. (laughs) I don't know if my parents knew I did that, (laughs) but (laughs) I would, and it was delicious. It's like chocolate milk, but not chocolate.
0: Does the sugar dissolve? It seems like it would be a lot grainy at the bottom.
1: That is not part of my memories. I just remember the cold sweetness, but it is possible that that was there and it didn't bother me.
0: Or that it was sort of like the treat at the bottom.
1: That is also true, which leads me to my next one, which was smoothies made with a neighborhood friend. And we would put in so much powdered sugar into these smoothies. Bananas, strawberries, milk, and then powdered sugar, but all of it wouldn't blend up smooth. So they were just... (laughs) clumps of powdered sugar surrounded by smoothie. And that was the best part. Loved it. I look back now and just think how over-the-top sweet and not delicious that would be, but I was about it.
0: That reminds me of the next one I wanted to share, which is adding sugar to fruit that is already sweet.
1: Mm -hmm, mm
0: Mm-hmm. When my sister and I were little, the only way we would eat strawberries is if we were also given powdered sugar to dip them in. Mm. So, you know, you bite a strawberry and then the juicy part that's there really picks up powdered sugar really well. Uh, Yes.
1: Yes. (laughs) Strawberries are like one of the sweetest fruits. Basically nature's candy. Though we used to do that, but not dipping. We would slice strawberries and then sprinkle table sugar on top and then eat them that way.
0: And I think that's actually more normal. It was the dipping that's weird. And then another fruit sugar combo was called sparkle banana. And my mom did this to try and get my sister to eat bananas because she was not into bananas. So she would slice bananas into banana coins and then put them on a plate and then put the colored granulated sugar that's like Ah, sprinkles on. Fancy. And that was a sparkle banana. So we, (laughs) we ate that a lot as kids too.
1: Love it. Continuing with adding sugar to things that maybe don't need sugar, when we had cereal as kids, we didn't have a lot of sugar cereal that was Mm -hmm. purchased, but we would eat plain cereal and then put sugar on top of it. Oh, we did this too. So Cheerios with a lot of table sugar on top, Mm -hmm. Checks same way. I don't think I ate cereal with milk without sugar until I was an adult. Mm -hmm. And I also, though, mostly preferred... Cereal without milk was another thing as a kid. Mm. I loved dry cereal.
0: Yeah, we did a lot of adding sugar to plain cereal cheers and checks specifically, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but we always used brown sugar. Mm-hmm. And the reason why I asked about your sugar milk and whether mm-hmm. there was sort of a delicious milky sugary slurry <laughs> at the bottom <laughs> uh-huh. is because that was my favorite part of the cereal,
1: that oh, you would yes. eat
0: the whole thing, drink the milk, uh-huh. and then there would be... A sugary milky treat that you could scoop up with your spoon at the end of it.
1: I wonder if that's how I originated the idea of just having milk sugar, with sugar milk, because I didn't love soggy cereal, which is why I often ate it dry, so I was like, mm-hmm. all right, let's just skip this step and go <laughs> straight to the sugar milk.
0: My final one is fondly termed melted cheese on a plate, which is exactly what it sounds like.
1: <laughs> very descriptive.
0: It was most often a string cheese that was microwaved for some short amount of time, which is really delicious to sort of scoop it up and have it be long and stringy. Okay. We still do this to today. It's a great way to get some quick protein in. huh. My kids are familiar. I have no regrets.
1: And you eat it with a spoon. Or a fork, yeah. Okay. Fancy. <laughs> I have another one in the sugar category, which is... Really enjoying eating raw cocoa mix. I used to walk to the grocery store and buy cocoa mix, not something my parents ever purchased. And then rather than making it, would just open it and get a spoon and eat it. <laughs> like fun dip. Yes. <laughs> so yum. And then my final one is not in the sweet category, just in the savory category. And we used to eat raw ground beef.
0: That's a real thing, though, right? Like
1: something tartare. Isn't that raw ground beef? Like steak tartare? Mm-hmm. That would be the fancy version of this. Uh-huh. It wasn't that we were served this as dinner, but that if we were making hamburgers, we would all get a little pinch of the raw ground beef to oh, enjoy. Oh, yeah. Along the lines of cookie dough. Yes, exactly. (laughs) Thank you. And it wasn't until I was much older that I realized how strange this is and that most people do not eat raw ground beef. (laughs) So here we are. It is not something I would do now, but I still have fond memories of (laughs) that taste. It is what it is. I don't know what to say. (laughs) Those are some of the things we enjoyed as children, but let's move into current day quirks and preferences. I would say mine now are distinctly less
0: strange, probably. Though, as I said, ramen noodles has noodles and melted cheese on a plate both make an appearance mm-hmm. in my current life. But the first one is raw veggies from the garden. Mm-hmm. Because we started our garden so late... We have not gotten very bountiful harvests of anything. It's just been three green beans here, one okra there, and it's not really enough to fuss with preparing Mm -hmm. (laughs) for the whole family. So I've just been washing them and eating them, and it's been amazing.
1: I love it. I love raw veggies. And I've loved those as a kid, too. I've always preferred the raw over the cooked. Hmm. And my kids do also. I definitely ate the raw green beans like straight from my grandparents' garden as a
0: kid. Mm -hmm. But other things like okra and stuff Mm. like that, I never did, but it's really Mm -hmm. good.
1: I love raw okra. I started eating that when we were in Austin. Uh I think that is kind of a strange thing that most people cook it, but I like it. It seems like it's (laughs) less slimy
0: when you don't cut it up.
1: For sure. Back to the peanut butter theme. I really love the dried out peanut butter at the bottom of a natural peanut butter jar. (laughs) So normally you're supposed to to stir it up. It's very
0: hard. It takes a lot of
1: strength to stir it up so that the
0: oil and the paste go all together as a thing.
1: Thank you. It is very hard. And then it's still a little bit too oily for me most of the time. Mm. I've actually done sometimes where I pour out some of the oil and we use it to cook with just as peanut oil and then stir to make it a little drier. But that part at the bottom that you could just take out chunks that all stick together (laughs) and it's so dry and salty. I love it so much. So I don't even try that hard to get it all mixed in when I'm stirring because Mm -hmm. I like the bottom part so much. (laughs) And related to that, I also love getting a scoop of peanut butter, putting chocolate chips on it, and then eating it. This is an (laughs) evening snack that I enjoy on a somewhat frequent basis. Nice.
0: My next one is something that my parents did when we were little. But we never did as kids, which is to add salsa to Kraft Mac and Cheese to Mm. elevate it a little bit. (laughs) Not that I don't love just a plain orange bowl of Kraft Mac and Cheese. That is a comfort food for me. Mm -hmm. But sometimes I'm just not feeling it. And
1: putting some salsa
0: on there, you got some Salsa Mac. It's great.
1: Love it. Our next category is spousal food quirks, which both you and I noted before (laughs) we started this podcast that our spouses have many fewer strange food habits than we do. Not sure what that says about us or them, but we did our best to come up with things in this category.
0: Yeah, when I was brainstorming this for our outline, I could not think of anything. So I asked Andrew and he was like, I really like pickles. I was like, I don't (laughs) think that's weird. I think lots (laughs) of people like pickles. Agreed. I will say that he loves to have pickles around, likes them to be really cold and only wants to eat a couple at a time, which is maybe not that quirky. But for me, when I'm having pickles, I want to have several at a time. I want Mm. like a whole little bowl of them. So that Mm -hmm. feels kind of strange, but. Not that weird, Andrew. (laughs) And the only other, perhaps not strange, but very dedicated food thing Andrew has is that he has a green smoothie just about every day Hmm. and has for the past 10 years.
1: Wow. That is a long time.
0: A longstanding food commitment, if not a quirk. Indeed. What about Neil?
1: The things that I... Came up with have more to do with the things he does not eat than the things that he does eat. He does not like drinks other than water, milk, and juice. <laughs> he also doesn't like condiments except in very rare instances. And I love a good condiment. I love Same. dipping things and things and sandwiches <laughs> without condiments. It's so dry. Yeah, weird. So I've always found that really strange. The one that he came up with when I asked him about this category was that he likes his bread doughy to the point of being borderline raw and Mm. really enjoys that, which I'm not sure I even knew that before he (laughs) said that. Yeah, that's super strange. And the family of origin one from his side of the family is eating raw sweet potatoes As I said, I eat a lot of raw vegetables and prefer most of my veggies raw, but I had never had a raw sweet potato before I had dinner at his family's house, and they peel sweet potatoes and cut them into sticks like you would carrot sticks, Mm -hmm. and then eat them. Mm. I actually like it. It's so different from a cooked sweet potato. It almost doesn't even feel like the same vegetable, Mm. but we do that now, and the kids like them, and I would still say I prefer them cooked over raw, but- Mm -hmm. I like them raw just fine. Weird. I
0: would have never (laughs) even thought to eat a raw sweet potato.
1: (laughs) And the final category we'll discuss is kid food quirks. So I love that you mentioned
0: how much you love dip because I love dip. And this is something that my kids take to the next level. They dip everything (laughs) in everything. Carrots get dipped in ketchup. Apples get dipped in the sauce from Indian food. Macaroni and cheese gets dipped in baby food. French fries and ranch, which is not weird, which is delicious. Agreed. But today, for instance, I served plum leftover French fries for lunch. And she was like, and a dip, please. I was like, great. So we got takeout. So we had a little ketchup that was already made. So I just plopped it on our plate. She was like, this is not the dip that I need. I was like, "Okay, what dip do you need? Ranch, obviously. (laughs) I was like, "Okay, girl, I got you. That makes sense. You can do it.
1: I love ketchup and ranch mixed together or ketchup and mayonnaise mixed together for French fries. Mm -hmm. So delicious.
0: Yes. Love dipping in all those things. Love to make a homemade Thousand Island with ketchup, mayonnaise, Mm. relish, sometimes some spices. Love to put that on a grilled cheese sandwich. Love a dip.
1: Mm -hmm. A recent one that HP has been into is making a homemade donut. That is getting a slice (laughs) of bread. Spreading cream cheese on it, then getting sprinkles, putting them on top, and then cutting it into the shape of a donut. (laughs) (laughs) So I think if you want to make that on your own, go for it. (laughs) Does not seem like it tastes anything like a donut, but whatever floats your boat.
0: I love that. Sounds really delicious, actually. (laughs) The next one is egg in a hole, which is bread with a middle cut out of it. And then Mm -hmm. you put the bread in. The pan with a lot of butter, usually if you're me, and then break an egg into it. So then you end up with a fried egg in the middle. And I think this Mm -hmm. is not weird, but how often Plum asks for it and how excited she gets about using different shapes out of the middle Ah, uh (laughs) is a little quirky. She probably has (laughs) egg in the hole hmm, three times a week for breakfast. Hmm. So it is one of her top fave breakfast
1: items. That's a nice hearty breakfast. Mm -hmm. Another thing my kids love is plain butter. Whenever (laughs) we make popcorn, they both are, can I have a piece of butter? Can I have a piece of butter? Because they know that the (laughs) butter will be out and I'll slice them off a little bit for them to eat plain. Uh And also, we have had a child abscond with a stick of butter to their room. And I was like, where is this, you know, this child is missing that was two. I go into the room and they have the stick of butter unwrapped and are just biting into it from like the side. On the cob. Yes, exactly like that. I love it. And when HP was around two, I remember distinctly him standing on our climber, and I don't remember what we were making, but he had a little piece of butter and he said, Butter is my friend. I thought (laughs) you and me both, kid. Yes.
0: My kids also love to lick the butter off the butter knife after we spread it on toast Mm -hmm. or something like that. But we have never had a disappearing butter incident to quite that level
1: (laughs) with the little teeth marks in it.
0: (laughs) it. My final one is much like yours with having peanut butter on a spoon, Mm -hmm. though it's just plain peanut butter. Sometimes we offer that as part of what we call snack lunch, which is Mm. an evolved version of what when I was a kid, we called wet and wild lunch because the water park was called wet and wild. (laughs) So it's cheese and some kind of carb and some kind of fruit. Okay. That's easy to pack and bring with you. Got it. But we have snack lunch or dinner and often peanut butter spoon is the protein portion. Of snack, lunch, or dinner. Nice. So would you like a string cheese or a peanut butter spoon? Those are your two protein choices. <laughs>
1: <laughs> peanut butter spoon it is. Both excellent options. My last one is one that E has grown out of, but when she was younger, she only liked the crust of pizza. I feel that most kids <laughs> like the main part of pizza yes. and then don't eat the crust, but she would only want the crust. So she would ask everyone at the table to give her their crust and then leave the rest of the pizza. Now she eats the whole slice, but there was a very long stretch where she just ate crust. I love it. Speaks to her love of carbs and bread, which (laughs) still is going strong. We all share it. Indeed. Let's keep talking about food by sharing something we've been eating lately. I have actually made a recipe that I can share with you, listeners. (laughs) Don't know if you've noticed, but the last many weeks, all I have been sharing are individual raw ingredients like watermelon and (laughs) cucumber. Abby and I talked after the show and I said, all I've been eating are chips and produce. And that's it. There have been no new cooking. (laughs) But I'm continuing to be inspired by Neil's dairy restriction for this month and went back to an old favorite. A friend in Austin, who is also a listener, made this for our family after E was born. And it is a mung bean recipe, which I had never had mung beans before. Mm -hmm. And you cook them with coconut milk, a lot of ginger and garlic, a tiny bit of turmeric. And then the recipe had a couple of variations. We did ours with cashews and basil, but you can Mm -hmm. also do it with green apples and mint. So it feels really fresh, but also hearty. It's that perfect end of summer going into fall combination. Yes. Neil made this over the weekend when I was at work and then requested it again for his birthday a few days later. So it was a big hit and I'm glad to have it back in rotation. And it is from the cookbook, How to Cook Everything Vegetarian by Mark Bittman. And I'll try Mm. and see if I can find an online version to post. Nice. What have you been eating?
0: I recently tried a pinch of yum recipe. This is her ginger garlic chicken and I was in search of sheet pan meals, so things I could just throw on a sheet pan and -hmm. have it be all one thing. This ended up being a little more complex than that, and I didn't love how the sauce was a little thinner, so I Mm -hmm. ended up thickening it myself, which added steps. But it's great to just remember how easy it is to put chicken thighs cut up on a cookie sheet and cook it in the oven for a short time and have it come out tasting a little bit like restaurant food. So you mix up the sauce and I think do it in the blender. And then you pour a little sauce over the chicken. And you can also put a vegetable or something that you want to roast on the sheet pan. Mm -hmm. And then you roast it all. And then you have some sauce left over, but I didn't like the consistency. And the leftover sauce is what I took. I put a little cornstarch in and then heated and stirred and cooked it down a little bit so that it ended Mm -hmm. up being something a little thicker. And it was a hit with most of my people. Nice. That's all for this episode of Friendlier. It's been great talking with you, Sarah, and with all of you listeners.
1: You can find out more about everything we've talked about today, including what we're reading and eating, in the show notes on our website, friendlierpodcast.com. You can also leave us a comment there or on Instagram at friendlierpodcast or email us friendlierpodcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you.
0: Until next time, may your books be engaging, your food delicious, and your conversations friendly.